Hello, Alignment family. Welcome back to the show. It is Melissa. As you can tell from today's title, I am going to be talking all about the truth about cycle syncing and what I recommend doing instead. And we're definitely going to get into that here in a moment. But first, I just want to give a very brief update. If you're new to the show, hi, welcome. You're just you're going to go right into the flow of this update. Um, but I would assume most of the listeners know me and you know who I am and what we're doing around here. And it's very interesting for me to be in this position because this is basically my first solo episode since everything happened. And I feel really good recording today. It's actually been a very productive day. And I just planned out some other episodes for you all this month. And the goal is definitely to get back to some consistency with this podcast. And I really appreciate you all giving me some grace while I do that. Now, the other thing I want to say is with these podcasts in general, moving forward, I definitely plan on still having guests, of course, but I want to continue alternating them with solo episodes. And if you guys ever have topics that you want me to touch on, like shoot me a DM, let me know. I'm so open to topic ideas. And with all of that, I want these episodes to be more conversational. I don't like trying to like prop myself up and speak things perfectly and give you the perfect advice because that's just not me. I don't really love to be perfectly polished all the time. I don't think it's relatable or realistic. And I just, I'm an Enneagram one. I already put enough pressure on myself as it is, you know? So we're going to remove some of that, some of that pressure. And I'm excited to just like chill with you guys, you know, grab a little drink, a little snack. Maybe you're on a hot girl walk. Maybe you're commuting. Maybe you're training, whatever you are doing. I hope you're having a wonderful time and I'm glad that I get to keep you company. Okay. So with that, let's jump into today's episode. And like I mentioned already, this topic, cycle syncing, <laughs> has really been trending for a while here. And I don't know why it has taken me so long to speak on it because I've always felt the same about it. Um, but you know what? That's what we're here for today. So before I dive in, I want to give a few disclaimers. Okay. The first one being, I am all for listening to your body. Okay. If you guys know alignment, you know, that is something that we preach. Okay. However, <laughs> there's always going to be a balance with it. Okay. And by no means am I saying throughout this episode to not listen to your body. Okay. So now we got that one out of the way. This episode is targeted toward women who are in a healthy place to change their physique. Okay. If you happen to be someone who is in recovery from an eating disorder, or you are really working on improving your relationship with food, the gym, and your body, and you have specific protocols from your care team, you absolutely need to follow those protocols first and foremost. Okay. Um, this advice will be waiting for you when you are in the healthiest place to change your physique. Okay. So, that's everything I wanted to cover before we actually get into this. And so what I will start with is overall already the too long didn't read, didn't listen. Um, cycle syncing, it's really not that serious, y'all. It really isn't. And I know that might be a little disheartening because we see this new trending topic everywhere in the health and fitness space and it seems really innovative and it's like, oh, you know, we haven't tried this yet. Maybe this will be the thing that really does it for me and skyrockets my results and changes my body. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. I do think this is a good opportunity for women, especially obviously it's cycle syncing. It's targeted toward biological females um, to 
tune into our bodies and really, you know, listen to what they need from us because the most important thing we can do is really support our bodies and really support them throughout the cycle, which spoiler alert, the next guest episode will be talking all about this. Okay. And I am planning to have that episode come out next week. Okay. So just get ready, just get ready. But, um, circling back to where we are here now, here's the deal. If you want to change your physique, if you want to change your body composition, if you want to lose body fat, gain muscle, really have that toned look, you know, have the lines on your body, you look fit, you look healthy. Mm, Cycle thinking is really not going to support you in doing that. Okay. And here's why cycle thinking, maybe I should have started with this, <laughs> but it encourages women. And of course, there's probably a lot of different interpretations, but my general interpretation based on what I have seen across hundreds of pieces of content on multiple platforms is that during the luteal phase, which is the second half of our cycle, right? I'll dive into this in a moment. When we are, it's between when we ovulate and when we have our period. So luteal phase includes PMS, right? We're feeling a little more tired. We're probably more introverted. Digestion's probably not optimized. We're feeling weaker. Okay, so we know how the luteal phase goes, right? Cycle thinking encourages women to um, not really resistance train during the luteal phase. Maybe lean more into like a yoga class or, you know, just low key, more restorative activity. And Again, let me say this. If you want to change your physique, this is not going to help you get there. Okay. Plain and simple. You cannot just take half the month off from resistance training with the appropriate intensity and expect to make progress. You're literally leaving half your gains or progress on the table, right? So I am talking to that specific subset of people. If you're just a little, a little wellness girly, you know, and you're pretty happy with your physique and you're just happy to maintain, there's nothing wrong with that. That's basically where I am. Sometimes some days I'm like, all right, I got to get after it and I got to gain more muscle. But for the most part, I'm a happy maintenance gal. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with maintenance. You don't always have to have a goal to change your physique. Okay. (laughs) If that's you cycle sinking, maybe pulling back on resistance training is okay from time to time. But again, if you want to change your physique, this is not going to support you in doing that. Okay. So what do I recommend doing instead? Okay. Here's the silver lining, right? There are things you can do that will work for you to make progress and still listen to your body, right? So the first thing I will say, and I do this myself, um, this is known as auto-regulation, just a fancy freaking set of words that mean, hey, tune into your body and just kind of regulate what feels best for you, right? So the example here is typically with resistance training, I myself, and I want clients doing this too, train at an RPE eight or nine. If you are not familiar with RPE, that stands for rate of perceived exertion. It's from a scale of one to 10. So like RPE one means you could keep doing this exercise all day. You could do like a hundred more reps. Okay. RPE 10 means you have zero reps left. You are at failure. Okay. So most of the time in order to stimulate muscle damage and therefore muscle growth during the repair and recovery process, we want to be training at RPE eight or nine. Okay. You might have some failure sets programmed in there, but only a few. 
Okay. And otherwise RPE eight to nine, what you can do during your luteal phase, especially, especially that week before the period, when you're feeling tired, you're feeling weak, you're not about it. Bring your RPE down to like six or seven. It's going to be more mentally difficult, especially if you enjoy pushing yourself. But I promise you, bringing this intensity down is really going to support your body in preparing for your period and hopefully making it a period that's not too bad, right? Doesn't hit you like a freaking train, you know? So that's the biggest thing I will say will make such a difference because if you bring that intensity down, you're going to feel a little bit better in the gym. You're not going to be like, you know, wheezing in the corner. You're going to recover better because you're not going to do as much damage and recovery capacity is limited in your luteal phase because your body is putting most of its energy toward preparing for the period, right? So all in all, bringing this intensity down is going to be very helpful, okay? The next thing I want to say here, I think we can all agree that day one and sometimes even day two of the actual period, definitely not ideal for training, okay? As I am recording this, I started yesterday. I did not train. I I don't know if I ever train on day one of my period, honestly, because it's just I get cramps. Even if I'm medicated, I'm tired. Like yesterday was just not a good day and I knew it. So I did not train. I pretty much always rest on day one. Um, today is a Wednesday as I'm recording this, by the way, and I always rest on Wednesdays. So didn't go today either. And I feel really good. Like I'm definitely glad that I (laughs) followed through and did not train yesterday. So that's something else to consider. That's very much a form of auto-regulation. You know on your period, it's just training, not ideal. Okay, so just don't do it. Just don't do it. You can take an extra rest day. You can rearrange your rest days. Like it's all good, sister, right? We are supporting the bod. Now, I think it's important to provide some clarity around strength and how you're going to feel throughout your entire cycle. So first, let's get some clarity on the cycle. If you don't know, I'm just going to give a little outline here. Day one of your period is day one of your follicular phase. It's day one of the entire cycle, okay? And the follicular phase, the way that I like to explain this phase is that we have rose-colored glasses on. Life is good, baby. We're feeling extroverted. We're making plans with friends. You know, we're happy. We're not irritable or just things are nice. You know, rose-colored glasses. Then we start to approach ovulation. This is the middle of your cycle. Obviously, the moment of ovulation, it's like a it's like a snapshot in time, but the few days leading up to ovulation, you're going to notice some things, ladies. You know what I'm talking about, okay? So then you're going to ovulate. This ends your follicular phase. So your follicular phase technically includes your period, the time between your period and ovulation, and then ovulation. Okay. That's all follicular. Then we ovulate rose-colored glasses in the trash, straight in the dumpster, straight to jail. Okay. Luteal phase begins. And like we talked about earlier, this is where we're feeling more irritable. You know, little things are pissing us off. We're definitely feeling more introverted. Sometimes it might feel like there's a dark cloud over us, right? And your luteal phase is going to include the time right after ovulation, all the way through PMS, right up until you start your period. And then it all starts again. Okay. So that's how the cycle is laid out. And here's how your strength is going to fluctuate throughout that cycle. We are the strongest in our follicular phase. 
believe me, <laughs> there's obviously science behind this. So I wouldn't just be saying it, but I can confidently say through my own experience that I am like a freaking powerhouse in the gym during my follicular phase. I will be PRing left and right, provided I am properly fueled with food, right? And it's incredible, like such great workouts, right? Now, what I will say about ovulation, I have to be specifically mindful about this, like extra intentional, is we are more at risk for injury. And that is because hormone fluctuations will weaken like our connective tissues. And so since I have a back injury, I had, I herniated a disc back in 2020 and it's been an ongoing problem for a while. I did PT, um, at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. So beginning of this year, and you know, it's pretty much solved now, but I will say I can feel that little sucker around ovulation and I will avoid movements that trigger my back injury. So just something to be aware of. Just don't be pushing yourself crazy, crazy around ovulation, especially if you have past injuries. Okay. Then when luteal phase begins, this is when we start to get a little bit weaker. You're going to notice that your recovery is not as great. You're going to be more sore and you're going to be more tired. Even if you're so consistent with your food and your sleep, it's just because your body is allotting a lot of energy toward having a period. You're also going to notice that you are hungrier in the luteal phase. Again, it's because your body needs this energy to really prepare to have this period. And again, through my own experience, it it is very much a thing. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to eat more before, um, you know, the week of your period. And if you're on strict macros and you're cutting, like, you know, stick to your macros. But if you're, you're just kind of having some leniency in your nutrition, honor, honor your um, cravings and your hunger, because it's going to support your body, which is the whole theme here for the next period. Okay. So that's how your strength is going to fluctuate. Remember follicular phase, rose colored glasses. We are strong. Life is good. Okay. Luteal phase might be a dark cloud, you know, probably not going to feel as strong, definitely not going to recover as well, but we're hungry. It's just kind of a mess as, as you all know. All right. So I think better understanding your cycle and what's going on in every phase just makes things make sense. And then you don't have to freak out because you're like, oh, I understand what's happening, you know? So continue to nourish yourself. Even in your luteal phase, like I mentioned, your body still needs food and that hunger is a reflection of that. Okay. So overall, what I want to say amidst all of this is always, always tune in to yourself, to your higher self, right? See what feels best for you. And I'll be completely honest. It's hard for me to take a rest day sometimes, if I'm feeling like in between, if I'm feeling pretty bad, like day one in my cycle, I have no issues. But if I'm in that in between, especially during luteal where it's like, dang, like I woke up so tired today and I just like have this cloud like over my head, like I'm feeling kind of foggy. Most of the time I will still go, you know, and maybe sometimes I shouldn't, but I will say I typically feel better afterwards and it's gotten me the results that I have so far. It's how I look the way I do, but just know that this is always going to be a work in progress and your balance between pushing through it and, you know, hitting the gym versus taking an extra rest day or rearranging rest days. That balance is going to be dynamic and that is okay. This is why tuning in to ourselves is so important. So we can have a system every time we're feeling this way, instead of like, let me just wing it and go this way today, you know? So if you're feeling like maybe a yoga class would be better, or Pilates is a little intense, but you know, if you're feeling like some kind of restorative class or something is going to be better, great, great. 
lean into that. I'm again, just saying, if you want to change your physique, taking half the month off of resistance training is certainly not going to get you those results when it comes to body recomposition, muscle gain, and fat loss, right? So that's really the overall takeaway here. I'm happy to talk further on this, but hopefully, I mean, I feel like I was pretty comprehensive. I did a little outline here, okay? And hopefully you guys learned something about the cycle phases because I know once I gained that knowledge and that information, I just, like I said, things made a lot more sense. So that is it for today's episode. The solo episodes, you know, they're not going to be as long as a guest episode, but I think that's perfect. I kind of like shorter solo episodes from people and I like when they're more flowy and conversational. So like I mentioned earlier, if you have topics that you want me to talk about, please hit me up, slide in my DMs. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Melissa Jane underscore fit. Same thing on the Tic Tac. And um, per usual, if you have not uh, given this podcast a five-star rating and review yet, it would be extremely helpful if you could do that wherever you are listening. Share the episode with your friends or anyone you think might find it valuable. If you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story, link it up, tag me, okay? Tag alignment. Always happy to share and it helps get the word out there. And, you know, we're just trying to help as many people as we can. So I believe that is everything I have for you guys this week. And I will catch you in the next episode.